Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B-R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. All right, real quick, I'm going to get Scoop in. Uh, I have a quick interview with my boy Scoop. We're going to talk about The Last Dance, NBA, Up to Date, and also Street Ball. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. What's up, y'all? Universal 5, what's good, baby? Salute to you. Train with GP, what's good? What are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, big homie? Working my tail off. How are I you? I know, I know. I'm, listen, I appreciate your patience today. Today is Taco Tuesday, so I had to, I had to get my work in today in, in the kitchen. <laughs> Guess what day it is? Taco Tuesday! <laughs> Yo, I, I got you on. I appreciate you. You know, I, me and Randy got mad love for you. Shout out to you and Randy for the earlier what podcast. I wore a jersey for you because we're going to talk about the last dance. Okay. So I, really, I had to really prepare myself for the original, the yeah. official, the official that, Isaiah that, Thomas. That's family. I, I, hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I, no. I, Isaiah Thomas is a good dude. Radio. No. So I know I know. I wanted, I wanted to kind of respect your time, but I also wanted to kind of jump into it. So... I know, I know you had a. I know you're a big basketball fan, avid basketball fan. Done this for so many years. What was your take on the Last Dance? Anything particular that, that really stuck out for you on this wonderful documentary? Well, to be transparent with you, um, the '97-'98 season was actually 
uh, my first year covering the NBA as a 12-year-old. Okay. Um, so me, there were some things that even a 12-year-old probably didn't understand. I think yeah. this thing um, was the Scottie Pippen contract portion. Correct. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, I didn't, I was around the Bulls, like, in the team locker room at the time with Rodman, Michael, Scotty, oh, excuse me, Rodman, Michael, Harper, Longley, all of them. Um, I didn't understand the process of the contract, the length of it. Math was never my best yeah. subject. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of reflecting on that, you know, the Bulls, Mike, or rather Scotty signed that contract right after they won their first championship. Who knew that they were going to be what they were? Um, but you figure if he's a franchise guy, you, you restructure it because he's the franchise guy. But, you know, as my mother would always say to me growing up, the only thing guaranteed to you in life is death and taxes. They don't owe you many. Go one scoop. Salute to mama scoop. Word. So, I mean, I think that part was the part that stuck out. The Isaiah stuff, I knew. Um, kind but, of is unfolding now. I knew. I'll just tell you briefly, Isaiah shared this with me personally. Um, champions don't talk bad about other champions. And Michael never publicly said anything about him. Right. Scotty has. That being said, <laughs> you're seeing different things that have been talked about, even as, as recent as last night or yesterday with Jack McCallum releasing audio of something, you know, Michael said. I have not spoken to Isaiah about that. Um, yeah. We, we spoke on the phone at Lyft about it a year ago, on about an hour, just discussing that process because some of this was before my time. So as the layers of all this stuff is coming out, it, it's, it's interesting to observe. I don't want to dominate the conversation, but there's definitely no. a lot. Go ahead. Um, it's, all you. it's all me and you. I, I really want to get your, your in-depth perspective on The Last Dance. I know that, I mean, this is a segue to the fans. Scoop and I and Randy have been working together for, you know, for some odd years. We got into the tournament. We connected. Basketball is our, you know, our favorite sport. So, Scoop, you on here. Let's talk because The Last Dance, and even though that our summer programming has been kind of, like, shut down, this is going to kind of propel us to get to a common, you know, comfortable place of sports because right now we're going to get into how the NBA just released their, their kind of like their revised statement on what they're going to be doing. So the baseball and other sports, respectfully, um, just take me out. I, I want you to stay in that vein. Like, I, I know you close to Isaiah, you spoke, but in terms of like what you're hearing now, is it, is it true or is it, you feel like it just like added, added a uh, fluff for this because the, the documentary came out? Like, what well, no, I, I'll tell you that, um, I have been in contact with folks, uh, within the league office about, um, what's going to happen next. I think you have to take into account um, this is unprecedented. Um, this has never been done. Like, I had Stefan Marbury on, this, on my podcast, the Scooby Radio podcast, and he discussed how the difference between quarantining in China differs from the U.S. And in the States, you have Virginia may do something different than what California does. And Virginia, California may do something different than what Oregon or Washington State or Washington State does. Versus in China, when you're quarantining, um, everybody's under the same guidelines, which is why you're getting 
kind of faster results, if you will, or or, or <clears throat> at least what they're telling you in the news. They're healing. There's 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 you know the America's behind to other places because people aren't staying in the house and people aren't really knowing how to you know how to distance themselves. How to, yeah. yeah. And particularly my, my, my Latino brother, like you and, and me as, as an African-American, we, we like touch, we like hug, we like, like that, that process is... Exactly, is, exactly. That's foreign to us to not be able to do that. So there's a lot of factors there. That being said, um, I do think that the last dance was a buffer um, as people figure out what's next. Um, but this is what I will tell you. Um, the league office has discussed not just Disney World as an option, Okay. Um, there has been talk of uh, Vegas as well. Um, one thing that I did hear uh, was that Vegas could serve as the Western Conference. Um, one person told me that, and I fact-checked it, that it is being considered that basically the Western Conference could have <clears throat> Vegas base there. The Eastern Conference could be the, the hub for, or Disney World could be the hub for Eastern Conference. Um, and what do you think about that, Scoop? I mean, right now, what do you think? You think this is reasonable? You think this is feasible? You think this can be done by June, July? You think with all these <coughs> different teams coming in and families, you think this could even feasible? Without fans, too, right? Is it feasible? The fans part, I mean, I, I think that's, that's kind of a non-negotiable. Just non-negotiable, okay. Certainty. Uh, I'm, I'm neither a meteorologist, a medical doctor, or a um, psychologist, um, but right. I have friends who all work in that in that field. And, you know, they're having problems as far as, you know, just seeing patients and more. So from a basketball perspective, it's even more, you know, different. like I know that I've, I, I, like my, I have a booking agent now and they work particularly in music. And the one thing that they've said to me is Live Nation has canceled all of their, their engagements for the rest of the year with wow. things opening up until 2021. Mm. So now, Best time to buy stock in Live Nation because when it opens up, there you go. But um, that's a good point. Everybody heard that. It's scoop <laughs> on y'all. Okay, yeah, it's like, like I'll tell you, like Moderna is a, is a, is a company that they're in phase two of of testing for the for the vaccine, and I bought stock in it back in March when it was dirt cheap. It's been rising by the day. You know, Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer are other companies as well that you should be looking at. But okay, to directly answer your question about. Um, just, just the cancellation. What I have been hearing is um, that the teams are looking, or the league at large, are looking to get players um, into some sort of training camp, uh, either probably between the 20th and the 21st of June, mm. uh, with playoffs beginning. Um, I, I tweeted it, um, a whole scenario over the weekend, so mm. I'm not quoting it word for word. I'm actually going to go to my Twitter now just to make it easier. Well, while you do that, let me ask you a question. There was a statement that came out today on, on, on multiple sports channels in, in regards to Damian Lillard's response in terms of the playoff scenario and how that kind of break down. Yeah, so Damian's, Damian Lillard's concern was if you resume the season and I have, let's say, right now it's 16 games. If they say, hey, we're going to do five games, he's trying to say, I'm not going to come back for those five games. Right. Which is understandable, but do you feel, and again, you don't got to even the school, but do you feel like the league will resume from, not from where they started, but more of a alter schedule or go right to the playoffs and how? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what's discussed. So basically, I have it up. Training camp, from what, I, what I've been told, would, would be from the, they would report between the 20th and the 21st, um, and it would resume 
through July 10th. Now, there are teams who are saying, hey, instead of, you know, going to those respective cities like in Portland or Chicago or more, um, you, you, you can just go right to where wherever those games are going to be played, and that's where they do their training camp. Okay, if that's the case, right. cool. But then this was discussed even back in March and April, playing five or six game, regular season games to conclude. Now, when you talk about Damian Lillard in particular, yeah. this, kind of, this kind of brings – this is kind of interesting because they're in ninth place. The Grizzlies are in eighth place. If I'm not mistaken, there may be three, three-and-a-half games behind. The Grizzlies, the Pelicans – and there might be someone else before Poland or might might be Poland. So it's in that it's in that realm. Right. So that five or six games, yeah. say Grizzly loses all those games. Yeah. Yeah. Get in. yeah. You know, so it's it's a thing where those games actually count. But that's how Damian Lillard feels. That that's his opinion. He he exercised his 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 first amendment right, freedom of speech. That's how it feels. Now John Wall, you know, echoed the same things. But the, the Wizards are in a very different situation as are the New York Knicks. So Right. You know, then if, if there's a situation where it's a bracket, you know, like something that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, proposed, uh, yeah. you know, via Twitter where, you know, we didn't have an NCAA tournament. You have a bracket like situation like with the NCAA tournament. We have 64 people or teams that participate. You know, the Knicks and the Wizards and other teams can have those conversations. But simply put. There were, if it happens, it would be five to six regular season games between July 15th and July 23rd. Hmm. With the playoffs then being around, at or around, July 25th through August 7th, which would be the first round. Is that a good, is that enough, enough time with being two months off school? With the, with, I'm talking about people chasing the title. Like, you think five games enough for them to get over two months of, like, being out of <laughs> I don't know. It depends on what team you're talking about. So if you're talking about a team like the Clippers, the Bucks, the Lakers, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that, you know, LeBron has been training the players on his team, you know, quietly. And, you know, all those guys are working out individually. Um, you look at a Nets team, I can tell you more locally to our region, you know, guys have been in different areas working out. You know, Kyrie Irving has been in Arizona working out with his trainer. Um, you, you have Kevin Durant, who's been in, in the Southern California area. You have Nick Claxton, I believe, who was in South Carolina. You had um, the other big man that's on the team, J- uh, Jared, uh, Jared Allen. He's Allen, yeah. Texas. So a lot of guys have been training individually. I think <clears> – <throat> Kind of like marriage. If you have the chemistry, you have the chemistry no matter how long you may be on a road trip. Yeah. You know, I, I think in a situation like the Lakers or the Bucks or the Clippers, it's a resuming. But I also fear this. A team like Memphis that's young, they can eat pizza the night before, come in the next day and kick some ass. That's a fact. That's <laughs> a, and, and that's what I was trying to get to. So before I get to that, I have a question from um, Global Kid Media. We are... On perfect timing for a new season, why not just leave this season alone like the SMLA? Um, A lot more money involved. Mm, talk about a school. Go ahead, baby. A lot more money involved. I mean, they're already going to have to give up money um, to the season ticket holders for, for games, you know, that haven't been played and missed. Um, advertising and sponsorship. You know, to not have a season, you lose more money. If you have a season, you know, you, you at least recoup. When you have a situation like uh, when you have a situation like the NBA Finals or the playoffs, um, 
Yeah. The Orlando Disney World thing makes sense because, you know, they're broadcasting rides I like around it. DC. I like it. I like the idea. East Coast, like you said, East, Eastern Conference, everything is everything is secluded, but also gated. You can have multiple teams in different hotels and establishments. And like, I, I understand the logic. I can see it. I just don't know. Again, I'm not used to seeing no game without no fans. To be not honest, the Disney situation makes the most sense because it's it, it fulfills that mission that you know <clears throat> over you know reportedly said he wanted a college like atmosphere. The, the Disney campus has villas. Yeah. And the Wild World of Sports arena is on the Disney campus. The difference between that and Vegas is this. Vegas, they're offering them the Vegas strip, but you still gotta travel by some type of transportation to Thomas and Mac Arena. So think of Summer League in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's a situation where they still got to travel. It's not all-inclusive on that campus. Mm. But you keep traffic down with players by having it regionalized. So how about Disneyland in California and Disney World in the East Coast on the east side of, of That's an interesting proposal. I haven't heard anything about right, that. We'll just, we'll just pop it up, yeah. So, But at the same time, um, the Lakers and the Clippers would have a home field event or a home court advantage just like the Orlando Magic do in Orlando. And they're in the eighth seed in the NBA's Eastern Conference. So, no, that, that's, that's, um, that's an astute assessment on your part. It, it's interesting. <clears throat> I think California, like New York, like Toronto, is just very congested and has had yeah. cases. So, to me, just in conversation with people that I know in Vegas – the strip has been clear, and it seems like it's been cool air flowing. Um, so for me, I, I just me personally, Vegas makes sense. But if you have Disneyland, my question is, do they have an arena on the campus of Disneyland? Um, and and I guess the secure bubble that they're looking for, um, I guess, is, do they do they provide that? Those are the questions that I would have in answer to your question. Yeah. So. With that being said, as the NBA kind of set the landscape for us moving forward not say any team has an advantage, what team can either benefit or what team can be to be hurt by this process? Even though we already know two months is gone, COVID, if they resume, what, what team you feel could have an advantage or could not? A 76ers team has an advantage. Mm. <clears throat> and why you say that? Ben Simmons has been hurt. He was hurt going into the, the hiatus, which, which stopped play. Um, it was Embiid, right? His back was a little, his back was chopped up, right? Yeah. Embiid came back, but Embiid at the beginning portion of the season was putting up MVP numbers, you sure. know. And so Embiid was on that team um, that had recently at the trading deadline brought in Glenn Robinson the third, Berg and some other guys, and were beginning to click on all cylinders. So a team like a team like um, Philadelphia, I believe, becomes well rested. Uh, I've been in contact. <laughs> with Elton Brand, and, you know, he's been optimistic just about uh, Ben Simmons' health. Um, yeah. Another team that I think benefits off the, rap, off the off the rip is the Orlando Magic, an eighth seed, three straight wins going into the this. And then in their backyard. <laughs> and then they're in their backyard. Um, a healthy Markel Fultz having time to rest. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, resting. And um, I think the Orlando Magic is definitely a team. I mean, how Disney, that's as Disney as Disney gets if they make it to the finals, hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I tweeted this the other day. 
if if the team that went to the NBA Finals wins, they said, what are you going to do next? Instead of saying, I'm going to Disney World, they say, I'm going right across the street. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a storybook ending right there? Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be, that'd be kind of My cool. main man, TJ Kidd, told me that. I, I kind of swagger that. TJ Kidd, that's the homie. I that's love him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah. out, of the, out of the big dogs in the NBA, like those are the teams that were like, you know, probably some would say, some wouldn't say. For the powerhouses, you know, the Milwaukee's, the LA Clippers and Lakers and so on and so forth. Any team you feel may have had a great start to the season that was predicted to winning it, now might get you torn because of this. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a LeBron fan. It's, it's, it's obvious. I'm not, a Laker, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm going to follow them until my man gets his fourth, hopefully. But I know a guy like him, he ain't trying to let, let the season go because he said, I, I'm too close to number four. And well, yeah. I don't care. It was an asterisk in this year. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you he's, saying, he's, chasing, he's chasing goats. He's not chasing season. He's chasing goats. So, you know, I, I understand that. Yeah, no. Well, uh, first of all, I want to shout out uh, my guy, Scott Machado. He's in the Oh, yes. Yes. He said, um, does the family travel with the player and a part of this whole process? Yes. That's a question. When, the, when that proposal was first introduced, an article was written by Yahoo Sports' Keith Smith, who was a 20-year um, – Disney worker and then transitioned into working, you know, covering sports full time. And he told me on the Scoopy Radio podcast um, that they wanted to make it really, really simple. And some of the findings or things that were discussed, there was a discussion that players would be able to bring their families with them because they'd be staying in villas. Mm. So a guy like LeBron, like you mentioned, being able to potentially bring, you know, his family, that's something that he has the option of doing um, from all intents and purposes. Now, um, this is the thing that gets interesting. Okay, you bring a whole bunch of players, um, their families, and more. You don't know who has what. Yeah. But the thing is, they'd be, te- they'd be mandatory testing, like, weekly or every few days, uh, which would be part of the mandate for players, you know, playing in Disney World or playing in, in Las Vegas. So I wanted to answer Scott's question because um, he's the homie, too. But no, uh, no. But um, yeah, that 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 would be part of it. There'd be stipulations about like testing families and more. Because I know, like when it first happened, one of the mandates with the players was don't any new family that's flying in they can't stay with you. Because I know that there was an issue with Rudy Gobert. They said that maybe like a month or two before, um, you know, he contracted the coronavirus. Um, he had some family from out of town. Plus, in a lot of different cities. If you remember. Utah had played in Detroit, in Cleveland, in New York against the Knicks, um, and and in Boston against the Celtics. So they were on that East Coast, borderline Midwest swing. So, yeah, so there would be certain things that would be accounted for, and it would be like summer camp, you know? So um, Global Kid Media says, and if COVID happens on on Orlando's uh, property, look out for all families and players condensed together. Nasty. Yeah, it's a lot to consider, man, and I think it's very difficult for the NBA to call it quits, but, you know, they're trying to recoup that money, and I think the other thing is, you know, in addition to these games being pushed through the summer, you also have the finals, which if all if there's a five-game regular season as well as the playoffs, you're talking about a September 7th, a potential September 7th through September 20th, uh, NBA Finals date with the draft coming five days later on September 25th and okay. starting October 1st. The new season starts October 1st? No, free agency. A oh, free, free agency. agency. Yeah. Yo, this whole thing is going to change the whole 
type of, of, of sports and everything that's going on. So um, that's that. I can't believe that NBA draft is in September 25th. <laughs> used to be like in, you know, used to be June 25th, right? Like right around before July 1st. It's always like that that Thursday, June 25th. Uh, and, um, so I know the question we had before we got into the question for the fans. Any fans are on here, please send your question because me and Scoop are going to chop it up for a minute. Um, and um, so the question was, out of the, uh, Scott Machado mentioned on his, on his comment, he said that the championship is coming out of L.A. Do you feel? Do you do you still feel that way with the Clippers and Lakers, or do you have another gut feeling you might go with? No, I, mean, I I still hold on to that theory that it's going to come through. <laughs> I think um, the thing about the Lakers versus the Clippers is, um, and your brother Randy Cruz said, whoever wins, there should be an asterisk next to it. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, they said the same thing about the Spurs in 1999, and then they ended up building a dynasty. I think the Lakers are in a have a certain window. I think the Lakers have a two to three year window. I believe that if the Warriors yeah. get healthy and are able to nab a Giannis, um, they as well as the Brooklyn Nets, one Hall of Famer told me, are would be the preseason um, favorite uh, to go to the finals. So I do think this is the year for the Lakers to win it um, because it's going to be more difficult next season. You know, um, to answer your question, finals, I do think that it comes through the Lakers and the Clippers, but also I think the Lakers have been battle-tested so much throughout the course of the season. Whether it was getting acclimated to the new roster with Anthony Davis, whether it's, um, you know, the, the coping with the death of Kobe Bryant, then COVID happening, then coming back as a team. There's so many obstacles that have, you know, been in their way. But they've done it as a team throughout the course of the season. LeBron James and Anthony Davis had seamless chemistry early on. But then you had Contagious Caldwell Pope, who dealt with, who was struggling with his jumper. You had Dwight Howard, who was, you know, expected to come off the bench, who found a starting role uh, with the Lakers. Uh, and then, you know, found, found really extra time because of DeMarcus Cousins being hurt. Um, yeah. They brought in, you know, one of the twins that to play, the Morris twins that came in. And then, you know, you brought in Deion Wade. So there's just so been a lot of things feel, that have been Lakers. So you feel that everything is, even though we're in a pause, you feel everybody has an, an even opportunity to come back and, and, and play and compete? Or you feel like I, I think these agony injuries can tell a team? I think there's an easy opportunity, a, a good opportunity but I also think that people are sleeping on the Toronto Raptors. Hmm. Heavily. I know. Not just, yeah. Not yeah. Not just the second, second place team that have been battle tested without their star. They remind me of the Bulls the year after Michael retired. So. Oh, with Pippen? With Pippen? Except tougher. Except tougher. Hmm. Interesting. But, um, but see, to me, yeah. chemistry is so important. When you talk about the, I, I know I, I'm, I am leaning towards the Lakers. The Clippers, to me, their lack of um, cohesiveness as a unit and playing on the court together throughout the course of the season worries me because as a team, the way they are now, they have not been battle tested in the playoffs. I know them as individuals on various different teams, but the yeah. advantage they have on the other side is. They went toe to toe with the world champions last season in the playoffs and weren't scared. Patrick Beverly is a monster, man, defensively. 
You can't sleep on the Clippers as, as, as much as I think the Lakers have been battle tested. This yeah. season, the Clippers, they've been, been low managing and just resting. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, for me, let me ask you a question. I'm going to answer this question and I'm going to ask you this. My two teams that was going to be in my championship game would be the um, Lakers and Bucks, right? I also have an alternative. It would be the, Rap- it would be the um, Clippers and Raptors or the Celtics. That's what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. So what, what, were, what were the two teams that you had going into the beginning of the season or during the All-Star game and you felt like they can, these two teams would be at the pinnacle in June? And how do you feel about it now? What team are you going to go with? I thought it was going to be Clippers. Um, oh, excuse me. I thought it was going to be Bucks lakers um, Okay. I never I never believed the hype per se that it was going to be the Sixers like everybody was hyping it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the best look that the Sixers had was the roster that they had last season, and they gave up too much. You know, you, you Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick – you know, you you you, you uh, didn't. Yeah, you overpaid. You yeah. know, to, to get Horford, and you know, you you got Tobias. I like Tobias, um, but you know, they're definitely missing Jimmy Butler. Yeah, um, and then they also got rid of um, Bellinelli the year before. So two of your best shooters and one of your best scorers is gone in a matter of a year and a half. So I I like Philly a lot in terms of like where they were going, but when they make those recent moves, I'm like, you can't. Not saying you can't, but in Visa load and, and, and without a point guard that could shoot the rock, Ben Simmons needs to, even though he does other tangibles. I don't know who who else can free up those two those those two cornerstones, right? So yeah, I'm with you. The thing that benefited Philadelphia was this: um, in the playoffs, you saw it. You saw Ben Simmons moving without the basketball and Jimmy Butler, you know, running the offense um, and and with three. Ben to get to the cup because as much as he's a playmaker, when he's not in that attack mode, you give up a viable scorer. I tell people all the time the way he uses his shoulders, he holds the basketball, he holds the basketball like bread, get to the basket the same way LeBron and Stephon Marbury did. Yeah, true, true. So, so what, so what teams you have now with this whole element of surprise? What do you have now? Is it changing? Is it not? And then we'll go. Listen, man, if Portland finds a way to get to the playoffs and they're healthy, they're scary to me. Because health is what messed them up this year. True. They're coming back healthy with Melo, Lillard, McCollum. And you got the other white boy, uh, Collins. Collins. Yeah. True. Like, uh, True. Collins. Like, these guys went to the conference finals last year. Without Melo. He lost to the Warriors. Huh? I hear you. Yeah. So I, no, I said, I, no, you're right. And then without Melo. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, to me, Portland is up there. Um, I think this is just, you know, I had this conversation with Charles Barkley when I was out in L.A. would have been the fall. And he said to me, this, this year is different than the other years because you don't know who. Even though you're favoriting the Lakers and the Clippers, not a guaranteed finals. In the Eastern Conference, LeBron ain't going. So who? You know, like, like last season was, was was Milwaukee's time to get in there and or, and or Philly's time. Kawhi just couldn't be beat. 
And looking at Kawhi yeah. last reminds looking at LeBron this season reminds me of Kawhi last season. Hurt. Comes back, motivated, kicking butt. Now he's just gotta win. Got you. Got you. Because of his tour because of his growing pool that LeBron had and it was got kind of downhill from that. Um, yeah. I know we haven't talked about this, uh, and we're going to talk about the rookies. We're going to talk about a little bit last dance and about street ball, and then we're going to cut like that, right? So, who who is your rookie of the year? And I know I'm going to be obvious answer, John Moran. Okay. If Zion was playing, would it be a different conversation? If he played all season? Yes. Yes. You think so? John Moran is a bad boy. <laughs> Well, well, this is what I said. It'll be a different conversation because everybody who wants to give it to him had more has more of an opportunity to give it to him. Okay, okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's based off of skill. You know, in today's NBA, it ain't about skill popularity. Yeah, that's true. What kind of followers you got? <laughs> what followers you got? I said, what follows you got? I know everything is on the social media and, and, and attraction online in terms of people who people who are engaged on online with the fans. And well, yeah, I like to engage with the fans. Um, I know that you and I, as well as your brother, could have a conversation about basketball. You know, nineties or whatever. But you have to be able to identify with that era that you're comfortable with while also talking to these younger kids because the youth is undefeated. And I think yeah. more than anything else, um, while everybody is, is, is heralding and praising the last dance era Bulls, 20 years from now, they're going to be praising the Warriors in that same way. So you got you to gotta adapt young the same yeah. way you would adapt. Because you can't true. come across mean, bitter old head. Mm-hmm. Who, who will have a better career, John Moran or Zion? Who will have a better career? Or who do you think? I should say. I think their story still being written. I, I can't answer that based off of just one season. I, and I think it's difficult because with these either or questions, they two play they play two different positions. Um, I personally look at John Morant, and I think he's everything that Steve Francis was supposed to be. Um, and he gets it right away in a way that sometimes a lot of these guys are young and they just want to coast. Yeah. Yeah. That's the case now. So when I look at John Moran, I, I see Steve Francis, a, a, a balanced Steve Francis, a, a balanced. Um, uh, uh, I like the comparison. Well, I like the, yeah, because um, I, I I'm gonna say they're both gonna be all stars. I think they're both gonna be cornerstones or either their franchise or their program. Um, who will have a longer career? I would say John Moran only because he's a guard, and I know Zion has question about his health and his knees, but I, I, I hope that this one-in-a-lifetime one generation talent remains healthy because you've seen in, like, 11 or 12 games how talented he is. And, he like you said, it's not fair to say what better career the ceiling has been untapped, but just for those 11, 12 games, like, I mean, when he hit those threes, and I mean, he just looked like a totally different dude out there, like, with the veterans. And I'm like, is his ceiling higher or is – John Morant's career going to level out and be consistent. You know what I'm saying? So early, but I just want to have a conversation because you're around us all the time. You've seen, you know. You've seen I, this is what I tell you about John. When I see John Morant, I see a cross between Lillard and Dwayne Wade. 
allow me to explain. Please. <laughs> when, when, you look at, when you look at, you see a guy that wasn't as high on his radar in his draft class as some of the other people, but he produced. When you look at basketball and when you look at football, anytime a player is overlooked, they take that level of pissed off beyond all levels of festivity off on the basketball court or the football field, and they make magic happen. Look at legends in football like Michael Strahan and Tiki Barber. Yeah. They, they weren't, weren't first-round picks, but look, <laughs> at their, look at their impact on the sport and their yeah. longevity. When I look at John Morant, I see longevity after. And legends are made in the playoffs. Um, John, or, or rather, Damian Lillard created that legacy. Okay, so comparatively, you look at Dwayne Wade. He was a 2003 NBA draftee. He wasn't as heralded as LeBron. He wasn't as heralded as Carmelo Anthony. Heck, he wasn't as heralded as Darko Milicic. I said this to your brother on the podcast the other day. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, Darko got a ring. Wade got multiple rings. And, um, yeah, yeah. He has um, that, that's still true life after basketball. So when I look at John Morant, you know, Murray State, people weren't checking for him, but in the NCAA tournament is where it counted. I mean, people were making comparisons to Russell Westbrook. Now players, I think Derrick Rose, some people say Lillard. I think his story's still being written. But, you know, when you look at, when you look at, um, when you look at Zion Williamson, you know, he's a guy that, um, you know, to me, is a speedier Charles Barkley with a, with a, with a cross between Chris Weatherspoon and Sean Kemp. Um, and Corliss Williamson. He's a, he's a throwback to a lot of different guys. Everybody wants to make the LeBron comparison. To be honest with you, I think, you know, he is more Blake Griffin or, or, or Julius Randle. LeBron, I just think they see big shoulders and, and, and girth. But I think he's going to be his own right. Gotcha. So I got a question from, the, from Smooth365. Do y'all think they can give out regular season awards if they cancel the season? And if they do, Give me y'all winners. So I'm assuming the MVP, most improved, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, we just talked about. So he's asking us um, do you think they'll give out the regular season awards? And if they do, who, who do we have in those, in those, in those places? Digitally, yes, they're going to give them out. I'll be these awards. Listen, uh, my, my sister, my, me and my sister were trying to make a trip out to LA for the BET awards. You know, usually, yeah. Be- Awards and, and the NBA awards kind of dovetail in LA. That ain't the case this year. So, you know, this, BET's doing digital awards and the NBA awards is likely doing the same thing. Gotcha. So, so who do you who do you, yeah. John Morant, um, Rookie of the Year. Um, Who's MVP? Who you say? LeBron James. Okay, Chad. LeBron, um, you have a uh, job. Rookie of the Year, who you have for Defensive Player of the Year? Anthony Davis. And most improved? It's got to be like Brandon Ingram. Somebody made the All-Star team, bro. There was some good There was some good guys. There was some good <laughs> There was some good people, man. I just don't want to give it to old past or former Lakers. Um, past or current Lakers, rather. Um, Ingram is up short. Ingram's had a heck of a season. Heck of a season. Um, even the Mitchell, even not a Mitchell All Star. 
I don't want to. I don't want a sympathy most improved. I want a real most improved. Okay. Um, Um, I, I, I'm not sure on the, on the, on the most improved player. We'll look okay. at that, but you know, when you look at coach of the year, to be honest with you, you, you could you could potentially give it to the Raptors coach again this year. Um, That's I, true. I, I think. Um, oh, buddy hoser, a oh, buddy hoser, right? A boon hoser with the Bucks. Go there. Um, I think it would be easy to give it to the Lakers head coach, but I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think they're going to give it to somebody else. How about um, Doc Rivers? With all, he, with all that he has to work with over there. I like Doc Rivers. Um, I just think that um, with the people who are um, entrusted to vote, I, I think some media people are going to try to not give it to the Lakers. Um, to everybody involved with the Lakers, so I feel like that's going to be the shift. If they give it to a coach, it's going to be a nod. Or so I say that to say they Doc would be a viable option. Um, but I think the other names that we said, whether it's Budenholzer or um, 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 it, it, it could be you know, the, the Raptors coach. You know, it could be a myriad of other people that can get it. But all the names we mentioned are all you know viable candidates for it for sure. Right. Well, I know one thing that's, I don't know if he's still here, somebody has said that um, when you were talking about the Raptors, uh, my man um, Will Kelly had mentioned that that you had made a good point, that they don't put no respect in it, respect on their names. And thinking about the Raptors last year, I think all of us felt like this was like a, a facade we're living in. <laughs> and then he gone, he's gone, and we thought, oh, yeah, the Raptors are going to be just like, the, just like the Cavaliers. They're going to go to the bottom of the cell. No, they didn't. So that just tells you, like, you know, we, we focus on these top teams, but, like, teams are really doing it, teams that really, like, don't have two or three stars, if that. Raptors are, Raptors are right there, and they're tough. They're tough. Like, Lowry's a bulldog. You got, you got, either the Marcus was was getting, was, was, was injured. He might get, he might be healthy for the playoffs, right? Raptors are, are a good conversation to talk about in terms of what you and, and Will said earlier, but, um, so we got your awards, we got the teams, um, we spoke about the last dance, so now, we're at street ball. Um, what if you remember what year? You remember what time? Remember what street ball means to you? Because you know we're talking about basketball, and you know what basketball means to us in this time of the year. Uh, whether you're around or not, like what 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 does street ball mean to you, or resembles in your mind when, when that comes to your head in terms of that? You know, for me, um, my foundations with basketball came from two things. One. Um, my stepfather is actually from out of Chicago, out of the street from Chicago Stadium, um, which is you know the west side of Chicago, and so he introduced me to the game of basketball and Michael Jordan in that regard. But then on the then on the New York side of things, uh, my uncle uh, was commissioner of parks at Citywide uh, through Everett Ray State Park. So him and, and the Ernest Lorch did the, did the eulogy at my uncle's funeral. Yep. You know, yep. Around that regard, so um, my recollections of that were spending time at Rucker Park as a kid in Harlem. You know, my family ran a business on 25th Street, so I'll cut out to, to Rucker. Um, sure. I played by myself when I was younger, but when I really just understood the impact of it, um, um, it was probably stories from 
OGs in Harlem about day um, playing at Rutgers that being a big deal because yeah, because he was from Long Island, he was cool. Um, but then, you know, I remember being in and out of, you know, school. I went to college in Philly, so I was in and out. During that time when the blackout happened, and I've been about just the blackout and just how significant that was. You know, what do you think would be the case? Right. I don't know if I lost your school. You hear me? Okay. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. What's the last thing you heard me you said? Yeah. Yep, I hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. okay. I hear you go. Talking to different guys about the black and about the significance of um, what it would have been like if social media was around them. Yeah, true. Am I freezing? Yeah, Am I it, lagging? It, it's you're, you're a little freezing and lagging, and you come in strong, and then it's in and out. So Hold on. I don't know if it's me. Should I? Good, good. No, can you move around? Hey, Scoop, if you hear me, uh, come back in. I'll, I'll tap you back in, and then I'm going to start this game up. Uh, I know people are here, Trav and VIP Dre and my man Jazz. We're going to do the game. If, if, if Scoop taps me in, we'll get it going. If not, we'll resume the, the program schedule. Uh, let me tap in Jazz real quick. I'm going to tap Scoop back in. Uh, we lost some, con some connection. We're going to wrap up this conversation. And Scoopy! The devil wasn't going to take my joy, brother. No, no, I need this. I need it. I need some. So go ahead. So, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. <clears throat> no, so basically just conversations as a journalist, but also me being in the city, just um, hearing stories about the blackout, um, hearing how social media would have, like, dictated how good the blackout game would have been. Um, but I, I remember myself just playing in Riverbank State Park as a kid, um, being around the Riverside Church Hawks, um, you know, being around just all of that stuff. So for me, it's the reason what I do. Right. I hear you. There you go. Okay. I'm moving around. I got my little basketball net behind me. So, um, so you you hearing that street ball is on pause like everybody else? Uh, what I mean, I know I know what it did to me. What did it, what did it bring to you? And um, how do we how do we recover from this? I know you may not be in this industry all the time, but in terms of basketball and, and, the, and the culture, how can we you know kind of bounce back from this? Well, I think just the fact that we're not going to be able to do anything in the summer sucks. Um, yeah. Particularly, yeah. I think the one thing that New York City has always had was basketball talent. I think at high school um, and, 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 and prep stories, we lost that because people go to prep schools, you know? So, yeah. okay, and you don't have that anymore. Then 
you, you know, St. John's and their dominance in, in, in New York. Not that anymore. The one thing you can look forward to is street ball. We ain't got this. So I think one thing that I, I, I do, the one thing I do appreciate about this time is you got guys like my brother, Chuck Bryant, who was online with guys talking to guys from D.C., talking to guys from Baltimore. And, that, and we're kind of in street ball from our era in a way that it was put in a book from our generations before. We're digitally and I'm going to tell you one thing too and in and, 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 and essence of that conversation I'm going to give a shout out to Chuck because he has definitely um, helped us kind of uh, get through this time and that's what we're trying to do this here for is to reinvigorate conversation about basketball and kind of make it I don't know if Scoop's still here Scoop you with me? Scoop with me? Alright so yeah, I was saying I said that I, I said that I um I feel that these conversations have to be, be set because sometimes we, we don't appreciate what we have in front of us or around us or near us every single time. And I think that, you know, mm-hmm. in my, with my colleagues and I speaking to, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's good to press a pause on something that we don't appreciate. And I, I tell my fans, told my, my, you know, my players, told everybody, I said, we just got to, we, we, we got to practice doing this so we can become much more elite next year and continue to, keep our families and, and, and kids safe. And the one thing, before I let you go, the one thing I did hurt me this summer was, and again, I know you can probably test to this too, but it's like, what happens to all those kids? What happens to all those kids? There's, there's no summer youth. There's no summer camp. There's no summer basketball. Like, you're really going to tell me that, <laughs> what is it, a million kids here that are gonna, just going to stay home all the next two months? you see today's weather? I mean, New York was 75 degrees. It was like, it was incredible. So, I think that's what makes me more nervous is about that. As much as our facilities aren't appreciated all the time, it's needed, right? And, and, and people like you, people like me and Randy, who are forefathers in basketball, got to continue, you know, putting positivity in this because, like you said, coming from Riverside and your father being fitted with street ball is always connected. And I think for mm-hmm. now, this time, it's like how do Randy and I stay connected to the game, to the business, to the culture, from home. So like talking to you and basketball, talking to other people, showing old games is what we're trying to get through to kind of, kind of weather the storm. So, um, I want to thank you today because I know a couple of years ago, you know, you suited up in this nice teal all-star uniform for the celebrity game and you did your thing. Yes, sir. Um, I know you yes, sir. now, I know you admiring from afar hoops in the sun, Terry body besides the obvious, how, what was your experience in playing hoops in the sun? No, it's hot. So you can't use that. No, I enjoyed it, particularly because, like, growing up as a kid, uh, my nana lived on Gun Hill. So, like, I used to take trips on Sundays to City Island. So it felt like a Sunday going to City Island at Orchard. Um, to me, for sure. it was cool to just get out and, and be amongst my peers. So to me, it, it was fun. I had fun. I, I was hoping to do it again this summer. That wasn't the case. Next week back. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you that. We're going to do things bigger and better next summer. I want you to be involved. Even besides basketball, I think there's ways that we can be creative in this space to kind of, you know, push forward the industry and the culture. So I know a guy like you and the people that Randy and I know really do from the bottom of the heart. And you came from, you know, this thread, I would say. But um, uh, I didn't get to ask you earlier, how, how were you and your family doing this time before I, before I um, depart? How, how are you guys are feeling? Is hanging in. My, my mom and my stepfather are educators. My sister's in grad school, so they've been in the house. Uh, my 
grandmother passed away a month ago. Uh, she ah. had, old, had old age um, and had been in and out of the hospital the last year. Um, that's that's, school. that's been tough. I've been really, thank you, man. I've been using this time to really just better myself and, you know, keeping her memory alive. Well, listen, we're both going to do that. And I want to let you know that your work never goes unappreciated. I love what you do. I respect what you do. And I just want you to be safe so I get to see you next next year and give you a proper hug and, say, and, and a proper hello at that. Yes, sir. Uh, Likewise. But thank you for your time, man. I appreciate your time. You know, I love you. Everybody out there, please go follow my boy Scoop. Uh, he's been around the game a long time. Uh, there's a lot of uh, great stuff online, writing. I mean, I, everything in terms of basketball and journalism, um, whatever you, you guys want to find uh, in his craft, it's all there. So, Scoop, salute to you. I'm giving you flowers Brother. while we all alive. Uh, stay stay well, um, be well. And my, my regards to the family, okay? Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you yes, soon. Thank you, brother. Yes, man. You God bless too. you. And this is Scoop B Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.